0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are live back again with the Soba Grind. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing out there? Hopefully good. As always, my name is Austin Armstrong, and I'm joined by my special friend, Pej. And depending where you're watching uh, today or listening, we're going to have a little bit of fun. On the beginning's account, uh, it should be perfectly normal. I believe we're in in Malibu. If you're watching on Pej's account, we look like the Blues Brothers. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So what's going on today? So today we're talking about a really important topic that affects so many and really isn't affected enough, and that's alcoholism, specifically in today's day and age. Yes. What makes an alcoholic? How do you know if you're an alcoholic? Okay, so let me me loosen this up because I feel very Ah.
1: Okay, first of all, I just want we'll get into that in a second. Yes. The reason why on my account right now we have this funny outfit going is because Um, Usually, we try to use my laptop to stream stream it live to all of my audience, but for some reason, it keeps on cutting out and and getting all weird and everything. So today, we thought we would have fun with it. We'd go live on a phone. So we're on Austin's (laughs) cell phone. Alcoholism is not a laughing matter. Hold on. (laughs) Uh, Okay, hold on. Let's just do this. Oh, this is so nice. Oh, we're hippies. Oh, yes. So... We wanted to talk, so we wanted to get a good internet connection. And there's a green screen, obviously, behind us on this one. But we want to get into alcoholism. We, you know, obviously, we talk about drug addiction. We talk about recovery. We talk about people getting well, people that are dying, the epidemic, the opioid epidemic, people on methamphetamines. As a matter of fact, last week we did. Yes,
0: Pez shared an amazing, absolutely amazing story about his. Story of meth addiction. If you, you you need to check it out, everybody check it out. I think Pez. Where is it? Pej what can be found? It. Uh, if you just do a YouTube search for what is meth like, you should be what able to find it. What does meth feel like?
1: And just type in yeah. the, the Devil's Dandruff or just Devil's Dandruff. Hi, Maneka. I Hello. saw that you left me a message. I'm gonna get back to you right after the show. But um, I hope you're doing well. How's that? How's that house that you got going up there in the valley? Where is everybody? Tell me. Type it in. Say, say hello. Say hello. Um, say hello to my little friend. So, yes. when it comes to all these different people that are using drugs, um, we forget about one major mm. drug. It can be seen as a drug. Um, it's a substance. A lot of people use it. It can be bought everywhere. It's alcohol. King alcohol. Yes. And alcoholism, you know, it's it's one of the biggest killers. Uh, there's a lot of people that, that have alcoholism. There's a lot of people that are alcoholic. And then there's some people that... Um, aren't truly alcoholic, depending on who's diagnosing them. So,
0: right. I mean, okay, so what's the first question that you want to ask me? Well, what is, It there's so many questions, but maybe what is the difference, if any, of today's alcoholic look like than one 20 or 30 years ago?
1: Well, I mean, I think people, uh, there's a lot of people that recreationally or casually drink alcohol um, in many different settings, depending on uh, a lot of people, they, they do it, you know, for work functions, for mm. banquets, for some people go out to drink in bars and clubs in nightclubs. Um, and then there's the, the problem drinker, you know, the person who continually keeps drinking even after they right. go out. They want to keep going all night long into the next day. There are people who drink alone. There are people who drink in the morning. There are people who, look how big I look right there. There's people who, who don't drink. Uh, how do you, where can we see what they're, they're saying?
0: They'll just pop up
1: on the screen. So it depends on the alcoholic. There's people that get a DUI because they were out with with friends one night drinking. They had a few too many. Then they get pulled over. Are those people truly alcoholic? It's hard to say. Mm. Um, There used to be a time when I was absolutely convinced that anybody that got a DUI is an alcoholic and they need to go get help. Mm. Um, But that's not always the case. Sometimes people overshoot the mark.
0: Right. They may have... Well, depending on your body size and your limit, too, you might just drink one beer. Your body size, your limit, what you can handle. There's right. some people that black out when they drink, mm. and there's some yeah.
1: people that can go all night long. There's some people who seem to think that they drive better behind the wheel, but there's a reason why you get pulled over. There's a reason why you have a car accident when you're drinking and driving, obviously, because you're not coherent. You're not all there. You're sometimes... I mean, me personally, like I can, I can say this. I'm an alcoholic. Like, mm. when I... I love the effect that's produced by alcohol. Um, I resisted that idea for a long, long time. M-
0: Manisa.
1: Manisa, it's Portuguese. Okay, oh. well.
0: Sorry about that. All wrong these pronunciation. years, it's
1: been so many Manisa. years, I've been thinking your name is Maneka. It's Manisa. Hi, Manisa. Okay, so anyway, back to what I was saying about. Uh, so I, you know, it took me a long time to come to terms with the fact that I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic. Hmm. I love, when I drank, it wasn't usually for the flavor, although Mm -hmm. I like different flavors. It wasn't for the way, the style of bottle that it came in, although they sure, you know, make it look really pretty and attractive and enticing, but I liked to drink for the effect that's produced by alcohol. Mm -hmm. So whatever I can get in me, I want to get it in me and I want to get as much in me so I can be out of right ear right now. Right. I want to get, you know, sloshed. I want to get drunk. And usually it didn't turn out too well. I would find myself in.
0: It rarely does when you. I mean, <laughs> go I go a little bit too far.
1: Woken up in gutters because yeah. my friends just didn't want to deal with me anymore, and I was yeah. totally trashed. So.
0: We'd also love to hear any of your experiences, uh, if you feel like sharing and feel open to it. That's why we're here. We're going to be talking about all the different aspects of alcoholism, some warning signs to pay attention to, how to know if you're an alcoholic or not. Uh, but feel free to to input any questions that you have. Leverage this guy. he's a genius. he's an expert in this field. He's I'm gone through it all. He's I'm helped regular, so many people.
1: regular guy. But I do want to say this before we get into this. Yeah. in no way today is this show does it have anything to do with a 12 step program? I'm not up here talking from a perspective of, of a person that's in a 12 step program. I'm not saying I'm a member of a 12 step program. When I talk about my alcoholism or my addictions transparently and I talk about it openly to the general public, it's because I'm, I'm just letting people know that there's help out there, that I used to be in, in these certain categories of my life where I was not well. Where I was crashing cars, where I was getting locked up in jail because of addiction and alcoholism, and and so I'm not up here trying to, to preach from a spiritual hilltop and let everybody know that they need to go into the 12-step program. You know, that's something totally different. They have their own traditions. It's an anonymous program for when it, for people that want to stay anonymous. So I'm not sitting here telling you that I'm in an anonymous program. Gotcha. That's just sure. for the record.
0: Odie, real quick, can you do me a favor? Can you monitor Peja's stream? as well, just to make sure if any comments come in. If I push this button, what happens? An endless loading sign. Yes. Well, while we're waiting for this new effect to take place, what are some of the warning signs people should pay attention to about alcoholism? Oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. (laughs) I kind of dig this mustache, though.
1: Okay, so the warning signs that people have... um, Obviously, you know, if people's moods change, um, people develop a dependency to drinking, um, depending on how they drink. There's, there's mm. different types of drinkers. You yeah. know, there are people that can manage their drinking or they can keep it to a certain time of the day. Then there's people that take it in all parts mm. of their day, you mm-hmm. know, to where sometimes uh, it, it becomes such a problem for them that they can't even make it to work anymore. Or they gotcha. just they end up staying home and drinking. So things Monique to look says, for.
0: Why can't you do this when I'm off work?
1: <laughs> well, Monique, you can view it when you're off work. Yes. So there's, you know, different types of things. Ola from Seattle. Hi, Ru. Hello. <clears throat> there's people that, um, there's a lot of things to look for, for a- alcoholics. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're living with one and you you already know, you, you'll pretty much know when you're living with an alcoholic because mm-hmm. um, they're pretty open about their drinking until it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. When somebody starts acting belligerent, out of line, angry, mm-hmm. volatile, you know, I mean, it's, it's like... You know they're afflicted. So basically, yeah. like the or when they're hiding liquor around the house. I mean, okay. there's there's a lot of people that find um, that they, they know that they're living with an active alcoholic. So they will find hidden bottles of liquor around the house because the alcoholic has a tendency to hide their liquor so that nobody really knows how much they're really drinking. And uh, there's family members that will sometimes measure the side to see how much has been drank since the last time. So if this person is not doing it in front of you but they're hiding their liquor bottles um, mm. and then they're, you, know, you see it becoming more minimal, and more, it just keeps on going down and down, well obviously like they're hiding their, their drinking from
0: you. This is something to look for too. Um, how about from the, the individual's perspective? You know, maybe the uh, I'm drinking regularly. I don't necessarily think that that I'm an alcoholic, but I'm still sneaking drinks from time to time, or or I don't know, doing other things. Well, if what are did, your pers- did, some perspectives on a lot on of things? Uh, obviously, you know, there's when I say there's different types. There
1: are alcoholics who or people that drink alcohol that will justify it. They'll think right. they're not so bad. They'll think. Um, I still function. I, I make a living. I do well for myself. You, uh, you entirely or if when drinking, you have little control over the amount you take, you're probably an alcoholic. What's up page? Hey, Rob. Hi Rob. Such a good man. It's truly a great man. Hi Benita. Um, yeah, if you, so it depends on the, on the individual. So mm. alcoholics will live in denial for the longest time. Um, they'll they'll convince themselves that they're not so bad, or they're mm. they're not an alcoholic. They uh, and when you say what does an alcoholic look like these days, a lot of people think that the alcoholic is the guy that has his uh, alcohol or his flask wrapped up in a paper bag and he's wearing a trench coat and he sleeps under a bridge.
0: Yeah, there's so many stereotypes, like the rosy cheeks and all those.
1: Right, which pure alcoholism, I mean, if if you really look at somebody who overdrinks too much, they will have jaundice, they will have yellow eyes, they will have rosy cheeks, they will be sweating profusely and things like that. But the average alcoholic these days, I mean, they come in different shapes and forms and sizes, just like an addict, you know? Um, They... There's high-powered people that are working probably in this building right now that may be alcoholics. They go out for a few drinks, and before they know it, by the end of the night, they've overshot the Mm -hmm. mark, or they go home for some more drinks, and then they they have that, you know, they they become powerless. So when somebody becomes powerless over alcohol, they don't have control. Just like uh, our friend was saying there, they lose all control. And when you lose all control, then, you know,
0: perhaps you are an alcoholic. Jeff says, Pej, we know each other. To be honest with you, I should actually be dead back in 2015 while I was on a run of drinking and using. One one day day while I was heading into
1: work from Anaheim to Mission Viejo and on the 5 Freeway going through the Santa Ana area, I drifted off to sleep because of the Santa Ana crawl and found myself underneath the trailer of a semi-truck. I thank God each and every day. So were you under the influence of alcohol that day, Jeff? Just out of curiosity, I've had very many experiences like that. Thank you for sharing There was your story, a lot yeah. of times when I did not belong on the road. Mm. Um, you know, there's a, back then I would have fought tooth and nail against the courts saying, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. But I think that nobody should be on the road under the influence and putting other people's lives at risk mm-hmm. because, um, it's a killer. I mean, truly, uh, alcoholism, alcoholics, uh, are, it's, there's more deaths among amongst alcoholics. I think yeah. the number one addiction that uh, there's the most suicides from is gambling, and then the most deaths that are actually recorded per year are from nicotine and from alcohol. It's,
0: so I mean, it's that's, a wonder that they're both they're both legal.
1: It is a wonder, right? <laughs> and I know you know opioids are on on the rise.
0: Bonita, well Denise says, "Hey there."
1: Hi Denise hi Denise such a lovely lady is a person who can who can with effort stay dry for a few weeks or more and then goes on a bender to the point of a blackout an alcoholic how to approach a person who is in denial i love that question question. so so okay there's two different ways to look at this if you're looking at it from a clinical standpoint let's say for example a psychologist or a doctor sees a person drink in this fashion to where Mm. they start they stop they start they stop they can deem them an alcoholic. I mean, a clinician can deem somebody an alcoholic. It looks like because you've done A, B, and C, and this is the way that you turn out every single time, it looks like you are an alcoholic, right? Now, in the recovery community, we like not to pronounce anyone as an alcoholic. Hmm. We would like for them to figure it out. So what we do in the recovery community is when people come to us, it's questionable for them. They're still questioning if they're an alcoholic we share our stories with them of what happened to us, and we share our solution. And that therefore, then they can relate to us. And if they relate to us, then they can uh, do what we do Mm. to get what we get. And that will definitely mean to abstain from all mind-altering substances, specifically alcohol. So if they can stay off the alcohol, not drink in between days and minutes and hours and all that, and they they wanna go on our path, then they can figure it out for themselves and then they can tell themselves if they're an alcoholic. So basically they diagnose themselves. Now, not to say like what I was saying earlier, if a doctor tells you, hey man, looks like you have cirrhosis of the liver, um, you're pretty much your kidneys are shutting down, um, you're bleeding uh, internally or from different orifices of your body, Oof. therefore, and that happens, okay? Yeah. And that happens. Um, these are uh, the effects pr- that, that have, you've caused harm to your body as a result of drinking excessive alcohol. So, I mean... Is that reversible? Is it reversible?
0: I mean, it, it's deadly. That's for sure. Sure. And, um, yeah, if you continue after getting a diagnosis like that.
1: Most definitely, if a person stops drinking, they're going to have much more chances of living right. than dying. Now, do people drink themselves to death? Yes. They truly do. I mean, your body will shut down at a certain point. It can take only so much. I've seen people with full-on alcohol poisoning. I don't know if you've ever ever seen the movie Leaving Las Vegas, but... No,
0: not yet. I know Nicolas Cage, right? Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Played the part perfectly.
1: I mean, really, he was a full-blown alcoholic. I mean, you could... Oh, he he was, plays crazy You so could well. practically smell the alcohol coming out of his pores just by watching the wow. movie. He was, he, it was, wow. he was a brilliant actor.
0: Videos you know? that you can smell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, tuning in from North Virginia, sending my love and good vibes from across the country. What's up, Frank? Frank Lucas. Hello. We're going to have to have Frank Lucas on the show. Let's that, do it, that Frank. That on a stand-up guy. Frank, are you down to be on the show? Now, Alex who's up in michigan good friend is there a difference between binge drinking and Mm. being an alcoholic
0: great question
1: again that's that's a good question and that's something that somebody has to ask themselves. you know i mean does does frequency come into play there well when you say binge drinking do you mean like doing it for a week and then stopping and then doing it for another week and then stopping for a week or so i mean either way you know i think that uh anybody that drinks that way they probably have their own stuff going on so some people alcohol is a depressant right Mm. so what what are you drinking for you're you're drinking because the effect of alcohol numbs you you get to be more happy-go-lucky more you 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 feel better your spirits are lifted and raised so what do you do you know you, you like to drink more because it gets you out of however you're feeling well when you don't have the alcohol how are you feeling then Right? How are you feeling right. then? So let's say you binge drink for a week because you just want to go on a bender and have fun, right? But all of a sudden you stop for a week because you want to convince yourself, like, I can stop. I'm not so bad. I'm not a full-blown alcoholic. I don't need it. So what happens in that, let's say for you go for two weeks without drinking. What What's going through your mind? How are you feeling? Are, are you on edge? Are you? Do you wish you could have something to take the edge off? Mm-hmm. Um, are you angry? Are you mad? Are you volatile? Are you... Are you hostile? Are you going off on people? Are you yelling at people on the road? Are you yelling at people at work? Are you mad at your boss? Do you you know the alcoholic will will often have a lot of different deep rooted uh, underlying problems and issues that they probably drink over. So when they're binge drinking, that's the great escape, you know, and that's why somebody will go for certain periods of time. Now, if you're just doing it because you just have fun, like let's say you're some college student, right, that, you know, you're in a frat or a sorority or something like that and all your bro- sub- fraternity brothers are all drinking and you guys just have a good time. Well, are you really an alcoholic? Everyone's taking a break between studying. Now, if it becomes a problem where you now are failing all of your classes and your binge drinking is now, your binges are full on like weeks on end, there could be a problem there. That's for the person to determine. In my world, you you determine it on your own. I'm not a doctor, I I can't, I can't pronounce anyone an alcoholic, but I can definitely say to somebody that I may think, you know, this person, he sounds like he drinks the way I used to drink, why don't I share my experience with him? I sit down with this person, I tell him my experience, and if he somehow, it's relatable to him, then he can decide on his own, hey, you know what, I think there's a problem here, I think I relate to you too much. What are you doing now? Why are you sober? And then I can take him into my path.
0: That's great. Uh, before we continue, we're, we're going to get into the, the resolutions and kind of what you can do uh, to, to deal with and cope with some of these things. I wanna, we have a ton of viewers right now. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. This is awesome. Hopefully, this is incredibly helpful. Uh, it, it, we're trying to impact and save lives. That's essentially why we're doing this. If anyone's tuning in, please consider sharing this video uh, or tagging a friend or someone so that we can positively impact more people. Mm-hmm. That's why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, before we get into the the resolutions of what people can do, I wanna ask about mixing alcohol with other drugs and some of the side effects that can happen. So I know sometimes people uh, will drink and, and smoke weed at the same time mm-hmm. or drink and do cocaine. Right. What are What are some of the common kind of mixing that you see, and what are some of the immediate as well as long-term repercussions of that?
1: Before we, that's a great question. Uh, Rob says, a person usually cannot come to grips with alcoholism until some negative life event brings either awareness mm. on their part or intervention by friends and family. Beautifully yeah, Don't wait sa- until
0: it's too late.
1: Beautifully said, so I mean, and that's gonna be kind of what we talk about when we talk about so- the solution. Yeah. So, um, mm. Mixing alcohol with other drugs. So, this is a wonderful question. So, so, I know from experience and what I've seen is when you do cocaine and alcohol, you're going to go all night long. Mm. I mean, you can, it'll, what I've, what I've learned when I used to do cocaine mixed with alcohol is that one's a stimulant, one's a depressant. Right. So, they're either going to work together or they're not going to work together. And usually, cocaine and alcohol yeah. work together hand in
0: hand. That's like those. You remember those four loco drinks? <coughs> right. They were crazy for a long time. People right. were were dying on those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Energy drink with alcohol. It was just too much, right? That's so,
1: crazy. but when it comes to you know mixing the two like alcohol and cocaine, so one would complement the other in my world. Mm-hmm. So basically, I got I got to stay up longer, and get less drunk, but actually feel mm. the the feeling that's produced by alcohol expanded. It was wow. like it was in a more blissful sense. Meaning that I could just keep going on and on and drink more and more, mm. and I wasn't really going through the withdrawals of, of ne- like coming down, you know, right away or needing to rest, you know, because gotcha. I, could, I wanted to party longer. Um, as far as uh, other drugs, you know, for example, ecstasy, nobody's gonna mix that with alcohol. It's they're just they, it's like mm-hmm. cats and dogs, you know, night and day. It's nothing, nothing alike. And then a, a very dangerous drug to mix with alcohol is GHB. Hmm. which we talked about that uh, gamma right. hydrobutrate, which it's deadly it'll you mm-hmm. can you can definitely die like people have died on it um I know that when people smoke marijuana with alcohol depending on you know how much their tolerance level can handle sometimes they'll they'll have the spins they'll get dizzy um, mm-hmm. it, they don't really go in hand in hand with each other well, so two downers really. two downers yeah two
0: depressants gotcha yeah Any other oh we got a
1: we a long one, Frank. I'm an alcoholic to the core and be. Frank, were you just trying to call me a second ago? I saw a Maryland number, but I know you're in Virginia. I'm an alcoholic to the core of my being. I was described in court at 15 as a functioning alcoholic. Being able to function with a 2BAC, I quit drinking when I was 18 and didn't drink for seven years. From 18 to 25, I became addicted to any and all hard drugs. I got off the hard drugs at 25 and soon started drinking again. Once... I started drinking again all the hard drugs came back. One night I drove myself to the hospital to get a few stitches and the doctor told me I had a 4 BAC which is uh,
0: blood, alcohol, blood content. alcohol
1: content. When I arrived, I went I I went I went blacked out. I remember the whole night. The only response I had to the doctor was that I was an alcoholic. My only concern was that I wanted to leave because I still had vodka at the house. That doctor told me I had a good chance of dying before I turned 30 if I didn't stop. I got sober at 29, and I'll be celebrating two years of sobriety in two weeks. But I can never forget that I am an alcoholic to the core of my being.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that powerful that powerful story. It's very, very an powerful. And early congratulations on two years. Yes. No fronts, Frank. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> So all right, let's let's get into solutions. So okay. what are what are some steps that people can take, whether they're the loved one and they have a, a child or a friend or or maybe even a coworker mm-hmm. that's that's an alcoholic or showing some of the signs of alcoholism, and the individual. Right.
1: See. So I received a call yesterday from somebody in Tennessee uh, whose brother is out here in Los Angeles that's been drinking. Person has jaundice, basically mm. a yellow. Yeah eyes and all different types of stuff is going on with this guy and so we want to do an intervention so um the family was already before they even called me and and asking for my services planning to come out and have a talk with him so sometimes people do family interventions that could be a miserable fail because the person may just tell you like leave me you know i'm not that bad i can handle my drinking yeah you know then sometimes you want to have somebody like a professional do an intervention with you to plan it all out and be able to just kind of surround the person and and let them know like what how they're ruining themselves and how it's affecting themselves the family and that there's help available so interventions that's great fine um there's often people that are um their loved one is an alcoholic and the person doesn't want to get well well what those people could do for themselves is to try to go towards the 12-step community where they have the al-anon meetings and that's that's for them to try to find. They can always mm-hmm. ask me, uh, private message me. I would be happy to to guide them in the right direction. But there is help help out there, you know. Yeah. Then there's also you know, codependent people who right. they'll try to fix their alcoholic and or their, sure possible alcoholic within their house, um, and they you know they, they'll they could go to codependency meetings. They could um, learn about codependency and see what it is about them that's constantly trying to save their alcoholic or so-called alcoholic. Um, and then there's uh, psychological help. You know, sometimes you can want to, like, seek ca- like help from, a ca- like, a counselor or a therapist or psychologist that can actually help you uh, deal with, you know, what anything that's going on, the turmoil that's going on in your house, and see how you can work through that.
0: Hmm. That's great advice. Yeah. I think we covered a... Oh, we have a, another comment from Vicki here. Correct. It's not talked about as much but has gotten better over the years. When I came to AA 14 years ago, I know I had lost control of my drinking, but I didn't think I was an alcoholic. I thought alcoholics were people who lived in the streets with brown bags. Exactly. I had a home and a family. I didn't know about the disease and how the way I drink was different than other people. I also did not know that when I went to my first meeting they had all been through where I was at. They seemed to be all happy and joyous and free. And that was different to the way that I lived. When they started telling their stories, I started to catch on. I didn't know there was another way to live because I thought I had just, I just had to live like this. I believe the way we are educating people today is much more effective. We have come a long way, but we have a long way to go. We absolutely, we absolutely do. absolutely do.
1: And you know what's really cool, you know, when I, when I was saying at the top of the program um, that I'm not doing this to say like I'm a member of a 12-step mm-hmm. uh, association. So there is Alcoholics Anonymous, yeah, and it is an anonymous program, but if you look it up and you don't know anything about it, um, th- the solution for the alcoholic lies within that program. Um, it was started by Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob Smith, who, this was in like 1938, I believe, hmm. They they created this program due to the fact that there was a drug and alcohol hospital back then that any doctor that was experiencing pure alcoholics that were coming in could not help them. They thought that they were too far gone or they would. there was just no hope for them. And it, it talks about that in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. And, uh, and so what had happened was these two men came together and they started a spiritual program and they ended up... Uh, taking it to another level. And now, you know, millions of people have stayed sober through the same AA that she talks about going to. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's a different way of life. There is a way out um, as long as you're willing to give yourself, you know, to that program. And it works for a lot of people. It saves a lot of lives.
0: It sure does. Yeah. Well, we covered a, a ton of ground today, a lot of really helpful information here. Um, you want to share some of the uh, online resources?
1: Yes. So where it,
0: people can find us, find more
1: information. Okay, so the Sober Grind is a podcast which which is found in many different platforms. It is on Google Play. It's on iTunes. It's on iHeartRadio. It's
0: on Stitcher. It's on Spotify. It's, yes, now on Spotify. And it's Brand on, new this week, Spotify. On Sober YouTube Grind's taken over. YouTube, we also have... Yes. A, we have an Instagram page. We have an Instagram. We have a Facebook page. So just
1: type in Sober Grind or you can just click on the uh, there's there's a little clicker right there you can push that um, give us a review let us know how we're doing if you want to be on the show let us know we will take you in we'll have you on for a testimonial if you're in recovery you have a few years yeah. of sobriety and you want to talk about yourself three to five minutes we would love to, to interview you also ask an addiction specialist Yes, that is a Facebook page that's amazing affiliated community. with us and you can uh, ask any kind of questions that you have there. If you have a friend that's suffering, a loved one that's suffering, or you're suffering, or you'd like some tips, we have professionals that are readily available that can answer your questions, or people in the recovery community that have been sober for a while that can give their input and feedback.
0: Yeah, we're also looking for for topic suggestions and ways to improve this program. So if there's something you'd really like to hear us talk about or, or address or something we should do differently or better, Please let us know. Either private message en- either of us. You can uh, write a comment in this, or you can send us an email at either Austin or Pej at beginningstreatment.com. Anything else you want to discuss I think today? We've,
1: got, we've done a lot today and we got the green screen behind us. Yeah, hold on real quick. Let's let's stay. go
0: out on let's go out on on turban, turban mustaches.
1: Woo!
0: I'm not gonna do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope you guys all have a w- lovely rest of your day. And uh, oh, we
0: have one more one more final question. Let's get into it. Hold on. Jeff, Jeff.
1: Jeff has a question. What is it? Pej, can you give me some advice and help? Not for myself. It is for my family member. Me and him had a discussion over Messenger a couple weeks back. We brought up the question of whether or not I thought he had a drinking problem. I asked him if he's drinking on a daily basis, if he drinks more on his times off from work and is affecting that what he does. He did tell me that he does find that he drinks more on his days off of from work. He said that he does not drink to get drunk because he can't get drunk when he drinks beer. So he stays, he's, he so he stays to beer, and he doesn't like the taste of hard alcohol. Um. I would just share my experience with him, mm. because if he if he's able to maintain, maybe he's not an alcoholic. Unless he's saying that there's a problem, unless it's affecting him in his life. And then that's up to him to decide. But thank you for the question. And
0: um, I think we're going to sign out. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Sober Grind. Is your Samsung not we'll working? We'll see you soon. Eh. It always <laughs> works. <laughs> Woo!